is the Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life. From me, Aaron Herzog, and me, Keenan Willis. What is up, Aaron? You know, a lot's up this week. We've got a jam-packed schedule full of activities, <laughs> activity topics, activities, things to talk about. <laughs> I wanna. I I don't want to waste any time. I don't want to waste any time. No, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. We're going to start this week with our starting five. Keenan, you came up with a great a great topic inspired by <laughs> a tweet with a picture of Fidel Castro himself hooping it up. Yeah. You know, mostly yeah. known mostly known for his skills on the baseball diamond, but he was euro Apparently. stepping around. He was euro stepping around uh um I'm I'm trying to think of a uh, yeah, I, I was trying to think of a more specific Cuban reference about, uh, ah, you know, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, he was, you know, Euro stepping around Cuban landlords or something. I don't know, like <laughs> he was, he was taking land, he was taking land back and establishing himself as a low post presence. <laughs> and, so uh, so much that he uh, he was bugging his comrades about it. Which is I, that's that's what I think is funniest about this story. It's not that like he was, you know, someone someone tweeted that um, he was bugging the movement so much about this euro step that they <laughs> questioned his focus, which is which is hilarious to me. Is it? Are we sure this is a real story? It, it, no, it, this is this is a real story. I I because I I had the the same I had the same reaction. Uh, it is a real story. Uh, uh, here's the the quote from the tweet. In case you haven't seen it, it's a journal entry by Che Guevara, December twelfth, nineteen sixty two. In his frequent basketball matches, Fidel had started using a new move. He simply calls the step. It is undeniably effective. Yet it is yet. Is its goodness equally undeniable? As revolutionaries, we must not merely pay attention to ends, but to means. I worry that this flash and pomp is not befitting of the revolutionary leader. It serves to separate him too much from those caught in the chains of a maudlin life, married by oppression and economic strife. Yes, it leads to a basket, but at what cost to the communal spirit? In other words, trust the process. <laughs> now, I will, I will say, I don't know if that journal entry quote is i don't 100 accurate i can't but believe the story is accurate i can't believe that that journal entry is <laughs> accurate like just being like <laughs> no i can't there's no i i'm choosing i'm choosing to believe it because i want to yeah just somebody just like uh, getting upset i mean i guess that 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 you know, you just become obsessed with with something so much that you yeah lose focus on you know your main task at hand. It's like, listen, my guy, like we get it, all right. It's a euro step, we get it. How many times do you think uh, Che and uh and and Castro got in um got in walk or walk or clean? They they started the <laughs> they started the Instagram t- TikTok trend of is this a travel or not? Oh God! I mean, just, just I, I can only hope. I can only hope. 
just Fidel holding up a game, just taking the ball, walking to the other end, just trying to, uh, just just yelling, <laughs> just being like, "No, it's it's a gather step. I never had control of the ball. <laughs> you don't understand. No, the you one two, the one two doesn't start until I pick up the ball and I let it hang in the air. I let it hang in the I air. I mean, listen, he's got an argument. He's got an argument, <laughs> and he wasn't small on the court. <sighs> Castro was like 6'3". Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. That was probably frustrating. But Keenan, you you wanted to get into our starting five of historical figures. As Hoopers, yeah. As Hoopers. If we're getting getting a starting five of historical figures, trying to to round out a squad. Now, I'm going to... you know, as always, we interpret these questions in our own individual way. Um, I tried to take a look at their uh, accomplishments or for whatever they're known as and translate that to the idea of basketball. Now, were you sure. just straight? Were you just straight up hooping? Were you just straight up this? I want this person in a basketball game, or are you? It's coming a from little. Like a, it's some some of it's a little more you know some of it's a little more meta some of it's just just straight up hoops so it's okay. a little bit of a mix. All right, I just want everyone to know where we're coming from and and as they're listening, <laughs> how we made our decisions. Uh, do you want to kick it off with your point guard or do you want me to go? I want I want you to choose because I feel like I'm 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 so torn at the one and All I'm right. gonna I'm gonna go off of you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, you know, we had multiple positions of overlap last week, which was pretty incredible. If there's overlap this week, it just means we are, (laughs) our minds are melding too much because we're picking from all of history. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to see this, but my point guard starting at the one team leader, it's gonna, gonna, gonna set the tone, gonna lead the team. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman is my point guard. Wow. On yeah. the last day of Black History Month. Yeah. Going into Women's History Month. Leap day. Oh, the perfect bridge. <laughs> really, what bridges the gap between, <laughs> between February and March? Better than Harriet Tubman. Shout wow. out to shout out to my friend Luke Giordano. He did a project for a blog of his so many years ago. It was an ambitious project. He called it the 100 Greatest Americans. Number one on his list was Harriet Tubman. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue. Um, and and number one on my list, the one, and, the point guard, the team and leader. quite honestly, we know she can shoot <laughs> if, need, if need be. So. Yeah, she's not just dishing out assists, <laughs> you know? Wow, that's a good, wow. I'm, fr- I'm frustrated. That's a great number one. Yeah. Is it yeah. is it is it anywhere? I mean, yeah, I I don't know. There's there's not much to say. We're we're not gonna have much uh detailed discussion, I don't think, of each of these positions. <laughs> it's not one where we're that where we're gonna need to like say a lot of things, I don't think. Um, but yeah, is it anywhere close to your thinking of who you who you put at your one? What are what do you got going I, on? N- no, but yes. Okay. Uh... <laughs> This is this feels so odd to lead off with. This is also certainly setting the tone. Um, but with you did have some concerns one. coming in. You were like, I don't know about this list. Well, so this this is I was I was not concerned about this pick. And um, but you know, if I need someone to to feed the team, 
Um, why not go with the one that fed 5,000? I'm just going to go with the one wow. with Jesus wow. Christ. Jesus, wow. A team leader. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, a, a leader a leader of men. Um, unknown heights. We don't know what the size, we don't know what the size is looking like, but yeah. I would, uh, I would imagine could dish the rock. Shout out. Uh, shout out again to my friend Ryan Connor, who's doing a very funny stand-up comedy bit right now about the average height of uh, of men in the Middle East at that time, and he is talking about the height of uh, you know in comparison to Jesus, and I think it's like I think it's like five three or something like that, and he's like, that sounds I can't, about right. <laughs> I can't be, uh, you know, I can't, I can't worship a five three savior, you know, <laughs> and I won't, I won't ruin the rest of the bit, but it's great. It's a great bit. Uh, See Ryan Connor if he comes to your town, which is probably Philadelphia if you're listening to this. <laughs> Next time Ryan's in Philly, check him out. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's gonna dish it out. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. lead the team with somewhat confusing parables, you know, like when you're at halftime, sure. he's gonna give you like some sort of like, you know, story that somewhat connects to like what you need to hear about like yeah. going into the game and you know. He's gonna definitely sacrifice. not afraid to. He's sacrifice. gonna sacrifice himself for the good of the team. <laughs> you know, oh, he'll, oh, he'll, sp he'll spill his blood on the floor and in your heart. Oh, Keenan, let's move on to my two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I went with the first king of the Jews. I went with David. I went with you. Okay. Okay. I went with King David of Israel. He can shoot it from way downtown. He's got sharpshooter accuracy. He's hitting the mark from far. From deep. From he can deep. dial it up from distance. From deep downtown. You know, he's got a, you know, if we're, if we're going to believe Michelangelo, he's got a nice body on him. You know, he's physical, you know. Sturdy. I, yeah. He could, you know, I, I, feel, I feel like he's like a Dwayne Wade type. You know, he could take it to the... You know, I'm he's yeah. not afraid to take it to the hole with those yeah. muscles. You know, that's <laughs> that's that's my two David. Did he have a last nice. name? I don't know. No, doesn't need one. Doesn't need one. Just David. Yeah, who's your shooting guard? Uh my shooting guard, six one, lefty, out of Hawaii. Give me Barack Hussein oh, Obama. You're going with we've that. all seen the jump shot. We've seen the jumper. We know it's wet. That's all I need at the two, and he's I know that he's not going to lack. A, he's not going to lack defensively either. Uh, one thing about Obama, quietly, he, uh, he 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 held his own on the defensive side. On the defensive side, yeah. I mean, if you want to call it that, sure, <laughs> sure. That's that's where it's department wise. You know, he's not afraid to drop some bombs from way downtown. You know, not not afraid, not afraid at all. Not afraid. You know, two shoot two shooting guards. Who <laughs> getting up lots of shots? My small forward. I wanted to do it all, guy. I wanted a guy who does a little bit of everything. It came down to two two historical figures, and I. One is uh one's a, one was an overseas player, but I went with the American. Okay, okay. I went with the Renaissance man of America. I went with Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin's my three. He's an author. At the three. At the okay. three. Uh, do it all. He does it all. He's an author. Sure. He's an inventor. He's a statesman. He's a scholar. He's a 
teacher. He had syphilis. He did it all. <laughs> what more do you want? That's he true. Loved, that's he a, loved, that's he loved a well-rounded the ladies, player. You know, just a well-rounded player, invented bifocals, discovered sure. electricity, um, loved paying for sex. Uh, <laughs> everything you want out of your small forward. Ben Franklin. Understood the French game. Yeah, under yeah, uh-huh. Is yeah, maybe is gonna is gonna recruit Wemby to your team <laughs> to help out. Gosh. Oh, okay. I like that. Ben and you know, he's he's the face of the Sixers sometimes when they feel like it. So yeah, uh-huh. When they use their cool alternate logo. Yeah, yeah. I like I believe, that. I, I, like I that. believe the, the Ben Franklin hat is one of the uh crossover pieces of, of attire that we both own. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Who's who's Especially... your three? My three. Um standing at six feet four inches. Um trying to guess. someone that can do it all. Someone that can do it all. It's the uh six four redhead, if that helps you out as Washington. I can describe them. Not not the one I'm thinking of. I, I think I think GW is like six two, but okay. Um no, my my six four redhead, um, two distinct eras, um, both show that uh, he can play the offensive and uh, and defensive side of the ball, uh, but maybe most famously known uh, in a photograph where we know that he he's ready to shoot because he's gonna keep that thing on him. I'm talking about Malcolm X. Ah, uh, okay, six yeah. four. I didn't know six I four. Didn't know, yeah, I didn't know he was that tall. Yeah, yeah, six four. Um, you know, he 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 started out um a little more a little more separatist and aggressive, and then mm. uh, you know went overseas, adapted his game a little bit, and uh, and brought back a slightly different game uh, to 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 the league. Yeah, he uh, he really adjusted it for the adjusted his message to the people he wanted to receive it you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or the maybe the people who needed to receive it exactly people yeah. who needed it yeah yeah that's that's showing some versatility right there that's that's what i want out of my three that's yeah it's a good choice um my four this is this is the weakest position i wasn't sure where i wanted to go with it uh i thought about choosing george washington but i i just didn't want to pick george washington I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that man in my in my starting five. You know, <laughs> it feels um, like if he's not your point guard, you don't want him on the floor. You know, like he true. he yeah, feels maybe. like he kind of needs the ball. But did I go with someone who's less evil? No, not at all. <laughs> I went with the uh, the number one establish establisher the the starter of the. <laughs> Hopefully. The man who led the man who led the, the greatest empire known in the history of the world. I went with Genghis Khan. He's my power forward. I don't know I, much I about him. I considered him. I considered I, him. I don't know much about him. He seems pretty powerful, you know, in terms yeah. you know, seems like he's probably solid built. I bet he could box box some people out. I think I it would be hard could, to out rebound him. He could take up some real estate, you know. Take up some yeah. real estate. I went. I went with Genghis Khan. He's my. Yeah. He's my four. Big body. Mean Big body. Guy. Yeah. I almost went with Buddha, but I didn't think he had the temperament uh, to play four. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You need you need a little more of a mean streak to play the four. Yeah. Who's your who's um, your power forward, Keenan? Oh, my power forward is where we get canceled. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> this could go in so um, many directions. I, I want mean, I want the hints. I want I want you to 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 ease in like you did the last time so I can see if I can hit. I, I know it's cancelable. Um okay, so when I think of a power forward, I think of someone that um you know does a, does a lot of the dirty work, right? Um, sometimes goes unnoticed. Um, Ooh, unnoticed. You know, so uh, until until they have those moments to shine. Um, I think of a guy at the four who uh, was the benefactor of uh, of a lot of lot of tutelage from from the U.S. Um, uh, and then, huh. and then ultimately, um, maybe grew to not like the U.S. so much, and maybe I mean, use I, some of that. I have a feeling like I him. think where you're going. <laughs> um, also solid size in the position. I mean, I'm pretty sure where I think you're going right now. <laughs> I think I at think all of our listeners know. Yeah, at at six five, I mean Terry Rozier said it best. Um. Osama should have just should have just should have been as big as hell. <laughs> At six five, I'm gonna go with uh, Osama bin Laden. You know, when I think of power forwards, I think of Dirk Nowitzki, and Dirk Nowitzki was German. And when I think of Germans and power, I <laughs> so my power forward. I mean, um, listen, controversial pick, but he's got the size and the he's, he's got, got the, the, size. the will. Yeah, he's got yeah, uh huh, and. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to search for any other jokes to tell. That's it. Uh, my five, my center, uh, a bit controversial within my team. Might cause a little bit of a rift. Uh, might cause a little bit of infighting amongst my teams. But he's known for being big. He's known for being strong. And he's known for getting a rock in his head by my shooting guard. I went with Goliath. Goliath my is five. my <laughs> Mine as well. Oh, there it is. The crossover. There's, there's the overlap. We we finally did it. We had all of history to choose, and we both went with Goliath at the center. I mean, I mean who else? If you're thinking big men. Why wouldn't you? Big men of history. <laughs> yeah. Why go anywhere else? You know, I thought about I thought about picking I thought about trying that's another reason why I thought about choosing the Buddha because I thought he could be a peacemaker between my shooting guard and my center. But you know, <laughs> just like Shaq and Kobe, you need a little bit of animosity between your two guard and your center for the you know, that's that's how I'm building this team. That that tension is sometimes crucial. You you need you need a little little infighting, but can they come together in the moments where the team needs it? That's the key. Yeah, and at some point, Goliath is going to ask David how his ass tastes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe, uh, given the entirety of the world, we still had overlap at one position. All of world, all of history. Yeah, who else? Who did, I didn't even consider anyone else for my center. I actually, I picked Goliath and then chose David because I picked Goliath. Interesting. I went Interesting. backwards. I I 
center was one of the first positions I filled. I think Harriet Tubman and Goliath were my first two draft picks. <laughs> and then I was like, Goliath, I should also pick David. And then, you know, Ben Franklin and Genghis Khan were, were the next two. Uh, my, my, I didn't, I didn't pick a six man, uh, but I did pick a coach and that coach is Socrates. Ah, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Who, who else were you considering at some of your positions? Um, so I, I thought about, um, having J Robert Oppenheimer at my two. Okay. Um, Big I mean, if you can, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Big shot. Oh man. Um, I, uh, I also considered, uh, I also considered wider, you know, I was thinking about just shooters, sharpshooters. Um, and then maybe the last person out, and it was just for positionally, I couldn't figure out where I wanted to put them. Uh, solid size at six feet tall, Nelson Mandela. I wanted him on the team, and maybe he's my coach. I wanted him on the oh, team. Yeah. He's a good coach. Um, because you know, I I appreciate the patience that he's shown and the the ability to build bridges, and I think I think coach is actually in the spot where where he should be. Yeah, I uh, I considered uh, for my three, I considered Leonardo da Vinci as my he was the other Renaissance man to do well, it all. Do it does, all. Does it come with the Vitruvian man? That's <laughs> like a that's like a solid defense. Oh, that's team. a solid. Yeah, that is that's like a that's like a Kawhi. It's Kawhi on D right there. That's a good point. Um, I also considered John Brown, maybe at the two. Okay, okay. You know the good Lord Bird. <laughs> um, who else? I did look up like a you know thought about Napoleon for a minute, but nah, Can't trust him. Too diminutive. Thought about Joan yeah. of Arc. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I don't know enough about her. <laughs> that, that that was also a big, that was also a big, you know, I was just like trying to think of historical figures. And then I was just like, you know, I don't know enough about these people. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh um, man. Did you do any research? Or did I, you I mean, just pick light, off the top of your head? Light research. Um, it just in, in terms of looking at like world leaders, uh, size. Yeah. Oh, um, about, about their you know, height. Just to, yeah. I just, to, even... just to, just to see what that might look like. Other than Goliath, I didn't even consider, uh, site. <laughs> I did, I did find an article, uh, from 2013 from time online. That was just like the hundred most significant figures in history, just, Ooh. just general. And it was just a list. It was not, you know, so I, I scrolled it to yeah. see if there was anybody I was like, leading out uh, leaving out or anything but i was just like yeah what's it you know it sent me down like a what's the difference between aristotle and socrates again you know like one of those. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, like i know these names but yeah mm -hmm. do i want oh do i want to pick alexander the great or genghis khan you know i can tell you made the right right choice size wise alexander the yeah, great i don't wise. think was uh was no, that big a tiny little greek guy you know yeah yeah I don't know how big Genghis Khan is, but his name just sounds big, you know, big enough, big enough. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he's like your, your Chuck at the four, you know.
Yeah, the amount of rebound. <laughs> the round mound of rebound, Genghis Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a fun that that's a fun game we could play. Uh, historical figures slash hoops nicknames. What 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 basketball players nicknames? You know, we've got two. We've got Big Shot Bob for Rob for Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> We got the round mound to rebound for Genghis Khan. Oh, oh man. I think that's going to do it for the starting five for this week. Keenan, let's get yeah. into some, let's get into some hoops talk. And uh, this is what I wrote on our, on our rundown this week. We need to talk about Wemby. He's something. He is something else. Is he, is, is he locked in rookie of the year now? I think he's, I think he's lapped Chet in pretty much every single individual statistical category. And the only thing Chet has on him is that he's on a, on a better team. This is on a winning team. I, and I think Here's, there's going to be a good amount of voters that backed that in. Yeah. I, if, if oh, we like, know the hoops voters as, as we know them to be petty and, uh, and myopic sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, people are going to say that Chet's stats mean more because he's on a. Yeah, yeah. But he's then, on a he's on a team that's actually doing something. But also, like, look at their. Uh, I don't know. I I I want to pull up their like. Their per thirty six stats. Because... Well, that's the thing, because yeah, Wemby's doing it in limited minutes, you know, yeah. or at least for a good good Chet's portion playing, of the season. Chet's playing 30, 30 minutes a game. Yeah. And what's Wemby playing? For at, at least for the, the good portion of the season, he was capped at 25. Yeah, Wemby is averaging uh 28. Point six minutes per game so he's okay, almost okay. you know only a minute less how do we do this what's the what's the quick way to do uh to do a, a player comparison you know on basketball reference try and find them. oh yeah there should there should be a there i i know that there's a a link to it and i'm just trying to find it very quickly compare victor Wembanyama to other players I mean, so StatMuse will put them next to each other. Wemby's at 20.6 points per game, whereas Chet's at 17. Yeah, I really, I really want to look at the, um, at the per, the, the 30 per 36. Yeah, but I mean, their minutes are, their minutes are so comparable that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not a there's not a single statistical category that Wemby's not ahead in. Yeah, other than minutes. <laughs> um, and I guess he is technically shooting worse from three. He's shooting thirty two percent from three versus Chet shooting at a forty percent clip. Now, yeah, but on roughly the same amount of attempts. The the argument is that Wembenyama is doing it up for a team that doesn't matter but it's not like he's like his usage rate isn't like way 
ridiculously you know what i mean like he's not the only sure. guy on san antonio who's doing anything you know it's not like chet he is the number one option on his team and chet's like what third third probably yeah third option chet, chet is far more efficient i will give him that yeah hey chet chet shooting 50 54 from the field 40 from three wemby is sixth in the league in usage percentage there we go. Somebody's got to score. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he is, you know, he's getting he's getting touches. But what what Wemby's doing is just uh, you know, there's uh, he has more blocks than like a bunch of teams this month. He is also the primary focus of any team's defense. Yeah. There's no Chet is not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chet Chet has the benefit of not being number one on that list at all yeah and i mean speaking of speaking of Wemby and chet they're they're in a head-to-head matchup tonight um and if you if if this doesn't drop until tomorrow then it was last night so (laughs) it's just a it's just it's fun to watch a player that was as hyped as Wembenyama was coming into this season you know he's he hasn't He's never been bad. He never struggled, really, you know. But sure, sure. to watch it sort of start to come together even more, like during a season, especially at like yeah. this point of a season, so deep yeah. in his like rookie year when a lot of people usually hit the wall, it's like it's pretty special to watch and it's fun to yeah. to watch that. And like the highlights that are coming out, uh, coming out are just hilarious. Like that block he has. Where he just like grabbed, the, he didn't even jump. He just like grabbed a ball. Yeah. Where he's like treating. Well, didn't he get called for a? He got called for a goaltend that was just like, no, nah, that wasn't a goaltend. That was he. He's just big and athletic. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's interesting when you watch like other hoopers. Like I was watching Jamal Crawford and and uh, Candace Parker talking about him um, the other night, and they're just like it's unfair. Like he, he is, he is, I can't wait to see what he becomes because like, he's already good. Yeah. And he's like, not near developed yet. You know, he is like the, to borrow a phrase from, uh, uh, I almost said Lord of the Rings, but what's the other one? Uh, game of Thrones, I think is it game of <laughs> the, the other one. Um, um Sure. Uh, he's like the prince who was promised. You know what I like for so yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so many years, we've been talking about like unicorns, and he's yeah. like actually what people wanted, like Kristaps Porzingis to be. He's like right. the next evolution of that. Like not like Porzingis isn't a great player, or right. like all those <laughs> right. like you know those big guys are that. But he's like the next, like with the way that he like his handle and the way that he moves and like yeah. the the attention to detail on like every tiny aspect of like his his movement his balance his positioning his uh, you, you know the way that he's he's kind of like what Anthony Davis like should have been you know or like i mean it it reminds me of like KD and i know that's the easy comparison but like kate yeah. it's like a mix of like kd and kg well yeah 
like Anthony Davis had this like aura around him where it's like, oh, he was a point guard until he was like a junior or senior in high school. So that's why he had all these skills. And, you know, Davis has like injury concerns and he's got like, I don't know, temperament concerns, would you say? Where it just kind of like motor concerns. Yeah, motor. Yeah. Where it just like kind of seems like he doesn't like fully like care all the time or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean it's so early in in Wemby's career, but it just seems like he's got he's got just everything that you could possibly yeah. that you could possibly want, and he's doing it in the NBA. And it'll be, you know, I think the only question there, you know, other than like health, and he doesn't have any like health or injury issues or concerns, but like other than uh, his, other than his size, you know, other yeah, than- other than his likely Marfan syndrome, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a concern. Yeah. But is that, um, I, I mean, uh, this is, uh, this is, I'm purely speculating now, but okay. just visually, hmm, I don't know. Um, yeah. Visually I'm concerned, but, <laughs> but he has, he has not given us a reason to, to be concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't and have like, like a history of like, you know, like foot issues or back issues right. or anything like that. And he's still super young. So who knows right. like how that, but so it's like that. And then like how the Spurs like build around him. Right. Right. And like the mentality, like you're talking about with AD, he's like the opposite. He's, he's saying all of the right things. Like yeah. he always seems focused. He always seems to, you know, to borrow from Jalen Hurts, keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, so like it 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 it's refreshing to see that. If you had to pick a a player like archetype mm-hmm. to build around, you know, um, what would be your what like what do you think either like the easiest is or what would be your like preferred type of player to have? You know, if you got to pick like one superstar archetype, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's like a big guy. Uh, like classic big oh, guy okay. like Shaq or like a big guy like Wemby or like a player like LeBron, like a do-it-all like wing or like a, you know, like a, I, could, I don't know, like a Jordan, like shooting guard or like a step, you know, like the, the archetype of a player, you know, like a perfect sort of archetype. And then you had to fill in the rest. Where, where do you start? I mean, I think it's easiest to start with either a Jordan or LeBron. Um, yeah. A LeBron because everyone LeBron around is, is going to be better. Because, I mean, if you're like – like because LeBron is an archetype. He's not yeah, like – you yeah. know what I mean? Like you could say like – you could say like, okay, like a perfect player. You know what I mean? Like uh, a perfect player in this mold. But LeBron is that, you know? like Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like yeah, there's the, there's there's no talent that I think LeBron couldn't play with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but then no god. And I think in addition to like with basketball specifically, in addition to skills, your approach to the game means so much, you know. Right. Because like, like right. it, look how many how many like NBA players are just like ridiculously skilled at the game but like your approach to it and like how you see like being a teammate and passing and like you know like 
playing with other guys, getting other guys involved, like making sure your team, you know, knowing the personalities of your teammates and stuff. Right. I feel like that's like more important. Like your like atti tough. attitude about being a teammate is more important than like your actual skills even, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but to argue the opposite side of that, if you have the Jordan mode or the Jordan archetype, it's going to be harder to build a team around them because I think the, yeah. the players that you need will be fewer and further between. But you also know exactly what you need around them. Like Jordan and Kobe, you know exactly what you need to fill out the rest of that team. You need yeah. selfless guys that are going to do their job and nothing else. Uh-huh. So that's, um, yeah, so that's a little bit easier to find, you're saying? So, yeah, than... like you know what you're looking for, but finding guys that will be effective at that, I think, might be harder. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's... It's like it's like the, the 2001 Sixers mold. You know, like finding like role players and guys like self like right. around Iverson. Yeah. Those guys all fit their role, but like were they good enough? <laughs> it's like they, they they did their job, but the, they they weren't necessarily good enough. Yeah, and like the to Bulls, be carried by the that Bulls guy. kind of found like the perfect you know guys for that from like you know in their first run where they had like Craig Hodges who was like a sharpshooter yeah. to when they had like Steve Kerr. And then when yeah. they had, you know, either Horace Grant or Dennis Rodman are like almost the perfect right. like four right. to put into that. Yeah, they right. I mean, the the job they did surrounding him with those types of players are like, yeah, but that's hard to like, find. That's that's hard to do. You have to you and you have to luck up and get a Scotty Pippen, because if yeah. you find those other guys, you still need that Scotty, you know, so like. I think I think the the blueprint becomes simple, but it's it's plugging it in. Like you look at Kobe. Kobe had a lot of different <laughs> rotating casts, but like yeah. it only worked with. And it's not not that it was for lack of talent either, but it only worked with some of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially you know in his in their run like post Shaq, when yeah. they didn't have when Kobe was the the guy instead of the second guy or one B right. or however you want to put it, right. Yeah. yeah, I think so, I think it, you're that that blueprint is the easiest is the easiest technically to kind of yeah. like fill in because like take like a, you know, quote unquote, like perfect center, like you have to think about a lot of things going sure. into that, you know, like sure. if you have like, you know, if Wilt Chamberlain's your best player or like Kareem or, you know, Embiid yeah. or, you know, however you do that, like it. And it also depends on how the center plays, you know, whether they're right. like a classic like post-up center or somebody like Wemby. I think somebody like Wemby makes it a little easier, right? For sure. For sure. If you could create your own shot, it's much easier than having having to have the offense get you the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you also need like, you know, a guy who can like anchor the defense like he does mm -hmm. provide you with like more option you know i mean the blueprint yeah. is there too it's like kind of like guys who can shoot and space the floor sure you know? sure but there there's 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 other factors at play like you yeah. need you like you also still need someone to run the offense mm -hmm. if you have someone off ball there like 
And this is this is why I think Braun is actually perfect because Braun Braun can just be the guy to run the offense if you need him to do that and, and take over for stretches. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jordan, Jordan, Kobe, like, sh- could they run the offense? Sure, but like, yeah. that's but it's not, not their really, optimal. Yeah, yeah, it's not where they're most effective. Yeah, it's not their optimal. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just another. I I think I don't know who is. I'm hesitating on answering this question, but do you put LeBron as the the greatest player of all time, or is he your? You I, know, I, I put him. I put him or, as my goat. I put him as my yeah. goat. Yeah, just because I I think he's same, and I think this is why we both have him as our goat because this is the way that we see the game of basketball and how he fits yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's like if if you just give me one guy, yeah. I'll I'll take Braun every time. We can and figure just, out the rest. Yeah, because it's just like with everything he does, if you need him to focus in on, you know, it's like if he, it's like for every year of his career, if he took as many shots as the person who led the league in scoring, he would have led the league in scoring. Right, you know? right, right. It's like, it's like, that's that. And it's like, or if he wanted to focus on being a defensive stopper, he could have been defensive player of the year every year but he just like had such a a a, ra- a rounded game and like cared about getting everyone else involved at you know sometimes to a fault uh or at well, least he's, he's making the right decision he, he's like he's a, he's yeah. a guy that's gonna make the right choice mm-hmm. he's a he's a guy that you can roll the ball out and be like we don't really necessarily need a coach you could you, you're gonna run the team on the floor even if you don't have the ball yeah. You're putting people in position on the floor, things like that. Jordan still needed Phil. Yeah. Kobe and still it, needed Phil. You know, in a very strange way, is the most similar player to Braun Jokic? <laughs> like probably. in the NBA right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I think I think if you look at basketball in that way, then Jokic is the most similar player to LeBron. Because in the same very way, very odd to, to think about, but yeah, it's probably uh-huh. accurate. Yeah, because their physical skills and the physical way that they play basketball is so different, but the way that they impact and how how they play basketball, like on a mental cerebral like approach level, mm-hmm. is kind of like the same. Yeah, and they're they're just ultimately they just care about the W. Yeah, like the stats be damned. Even though they'll still get stats. They're not worried about them. Mm-hmm. They get the stats that they need to get. They right. they, they do the things right. you know that they need to do. Yeah. Crazy hubs, you know. If you just become the the hub for your team, yeah. also I think that's that's something we we don't really talk about with um with Phil and 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 Jordan like. They needed, or not Phil and Jordan, Kobe and, Kobe. and Jordan. Yeah. They needed Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of Ron, them. Ron didn't. How funny is it? Need any of those other coaches? How funny? You know, it's it's talked about a lot how Kobe just modeled everything after Jordan. He's just a yeah. copycat of Jordan from everything in his moves, yeah. the way he moved, the way he talked, the way he like tried to make himself look. And then the guy who unlocked him as a coach is just the same coach. Yeah. That's yeah. why Kobe's nowhere near the GOAT. That's why That's sorry gotta... Kobe stands 
He's nowhere near. Like it's got to make Phil Jackson's job a lot easier. Oh, to just know, <laughs> you know that he's, he's like, oh, oh, he's yeah. his Mike. All right, to yeah, just sure. know that he's yeah. This guy's just trying to be exactly Mike, and you've I already just have to give... figured out Mike. You just know, yeah. yeah. I just have to give him the mic, the mic treatment. Okay, sure, yeah, that's fine. It's so fun, and that it worked too. Like that yeah. seems like something that like would be like a last ditch like effort of like a team that was like, oh, we have this great player, but nobody can figure him out. And it's just like, well, this other guy coached someone who's kind of like him. Let's bring him in. And then it's just like, well, even though, it, you know, he's trying to be like him, he's not really like, but it he it just it works just, because was. <laughs> he was such a copy, you know? Yeah, because he executed it pretty perfectly. Which I mean is is amazing. It's an amazing feat for Kobe to have pulled off to be that well, kind of like similar in all those ways. But it's also a little bit sad. Can I can I take and I don't I don't want to take us derail us too much for a second. I know that Mike's the blueprint. Is Kobe not two point I don't know. Not just the copy. Is he not 2.0? 2.0 means he's like a new and improved I, version. I and I don't I think he's better. You think he's better? I'll put it this way. I can think of things that Mike couldn't do well. Yeah. I don't think of things that Kobe couldn't do well. Interesting. I don't know. You know? I don't like, I I feel like I'm coming at this from a from a point of bias because I never I never love Jordan and I never love Kobe. So, but I still want to give just the edge to Jordan just because I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, it feels like it's a, because you don't want to say the cover is better than the original, but like. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never shy to say it. Sometimes the cover is better than the original. I'm trying to be open. I'm trying to be open to the idea right now. And I'm, you know. Well, okay. So let me, let me. Let me give you my brief pitch. I think Kobe, okay. Here's my here's my pushback on it. Mm -hmm. I think Kobe tried too hard and did too much in like a bad way. It to the point where like it took a it took away from it took away from stuff. And I think he was he was a detriment to the Lakers at the end of his career in a way that like Mike didn't let himself be, you know, like go even... on with that. Hmm? Go on with that. Cause I don't know that that's true. Uh, it, maybe it's not, maybe I'm just like talking out of, out of, out of my ass here. Um, where like Kobe Still, because you know, Mike had those years with the with the war with the Wizards that like I they don't really count as like trying to win basketball games. You know, I feel like that was just like a pure ego move of him just being like, I can still play. I and, but and why this are is you on me, the like, why reading, are you on the floor if you're not trying to win? I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think there was any. I don't think there was any like aspirations of like the wizards actually being like great teams when he came back with the wizards. I think that was just sure. purely like personal. I still, I still want to prove something by playing in the NBA at however old he was, you know, like 39 or whatever, sure. you know, 
Um, and like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I might just be completely wrong. No, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't totally, think you, I'm totally open to the, to I don't the, think you're completely wrong. Like I, I just think, yeah, Kobe like forced stuff too much at the end of his career. But like, what else was he supposed to do? You look that's at that true. team I mean, that he true. had at the end; like that team yeah. was garbage. So what? Like, what yeah. else was he supposed to and do? And it's not his fault that the team wasn't built better around him, and that he had to do that. Not so, at the end, I, you know. You could argue late in his career it was his fault, because but not he, at the end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm probably blaming him for things that aren't his fault. You're right. It's things that it's things that are, are either out of his control or beyond his, you know, or things that like just the organization organization didn't put him in the best position to well, be. So, so here's the thing: I might I might actually pull I might actually pull this back a little bit because in my mind, I am like Jordan's not a good three point shooter. Kobe, I trust to, to hit a three. I pulled up their side-by-side -side stats. Kobe is 0.2 better for his career. So, yeah, so exactly the same. They're pretty much the exact same player. Mike shot the ball a little more. Um, Kobe turned it over slightly more. 2.7 turnovers per game from Mike to uh, to three even for Kobe. Um, Jordan averaged a steal per game more about half an assist more and a rebound more. Okay. So where do you In two see, more minutes. Where do you see Kobe being the 2.0 and not just the the exact almost? So for for me it was it was looking at the the three-point shot and I was willing to give that to a change in era. Mm -hmm. Um and like focusing on it out, more. But it turns out it really wasn't that big of a difference. I mean, even Kobe still only shot for his career four threes a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It still didn't like um, yeah, it it become what it is now. Yeah. Um I, Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I think when I when I think of Kobe, I think he got to like maybe like ninety-eight percent of Michael Jordan, which is like crazy to think that he set out to do that, you know, and that's where he got like, that was his goal. His goal was to be Michael Jordan, a seemingly impossible task. And he got like the, he got like a, a hair away from like actually doing it. And that's, that's how I see it. That it's like, it's one of the most amazing things any human being has ever done. Being like, I'm going to be Michael Jordan and then almost, almost doing it. <laughs> and then it's, but yeah. it's, but there's also something that's so lame about, <laughs> about having how, that be your entire career. About how, yes, exactly. Yeah. There's something that's just like lame about it. Has there ever been anybody else who was just like, I'm going to be a carbon copy of this other player? And either try, either like tried doing it and failed, or like tried and like came so close. But I don't. 
I don't like everybody else is like, I don't know. There's just something that's just like, oh, he's got no like person. There's something that makes me like hate him as being like boring. You know what I mean? He just picked the best basketball player at the time. And it was just like, I'm going to be him. I'm going to be that. It's just boring. It's like how it's like how in the Italian, the remake of the Italian job, when Edward Norton's character screws everybody over, he doesn't know what to do with the money. So he just buys the stuff that his his the, his partners said they were going to buy because he doesn't he's he doesn't have any originality of his own. <laughs> Like that's guess, what Kobe Bryant like he's so he's just so boring that he he didn't know how to be his own person and he just had to copy everything from Michael Jordan. I think that's I think that's the essence of what bothers me about Kobe. He's not himself. Who is Kobe Bryant? Nobody knows. Mm. There's no originality. <laughs> He's just a cop. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to argue against that, and it, it's tough. It's tough. And like I said, the fact that he came as close as he did, or as some people think, some people believe, and I will give it to them. If you believe that he did improve on Jordan in the game of basketball, I'm not going to fight you to the death and say that he mm -hmm. didn't. You know, maybe he is uh, Jordan plus a little bit more, but like. That's one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of basketball. Just like saying like that's I'm going to be that and then doing it with Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still just so I hate it. I hate it so much. Is like it, just being is it like because I'm, he's a Nepo kid. I'm going to be no, not even I, I don't <laughs> I Nepo babies in sports, it doesn't it's it's the one, it's like the one area where it's just like, all right, you have like you have that their, makes sense you have their <laughs> genes yeah so much of sports yeah. is just like your genetics anyway so you have yeah. their sport you still have to like and like genes are only genes only take you so far like your genetics only take you so far you still have to work and practice and 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 make it and like you know you yeah. have you do have an advantage because you can you see how professional athletes handle themselves so like right you know you have like a you have an example there of how it is attainable and what you actually need to do to attain it. Yeah. But it's not like a field like acting where it's a complete yeah. crapshoot and all right. that matters is getting your foot in the door, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I mean, really for me, it was, the, the three point shot is a weakness and a perceived weakness in Jordan's game and turns out it's just as weak in Kobe's game. So yeah, I think it's Kobe oh, yeah. Bryant's complete lack of personality of originality of personality that bothers me about Kobe. And I think we really just got to the base and, <laughs> and soul of something that has been inside of me for a long time, <laughs> you know, See for me that there's uh, that's almost endearing though because I I I respect the commitment to the bit for for Kobe like he he decided this at what like fourteen yeah. just like this is what I'm gonna do and then did it you yeah. know like that's that's impressive to me whereas Mike went through so many iterations I would argue we don't know who Mike is either. That's probably um, true too. He was like a complete you know, 
I mean, uh, you know, Michael Jordan is like the perfect, like, um, you know, avatar of like the 1990s where he's just like right. a blank slate for corporations to, uh, to, he's like the, the mouthpiece of corporations, you know? And that's by design. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know, I don't know. It's a shame we, we were getting to know. Yeah, we were. We were. And it's sad. It's definitely sad. We were getting to know who he was in his retirement because he no longer had to model himself after Michael Jordan. <laughs> Nobody wants to model themselves after Michael Jordan post basketball. I mean, owning a team's not bad, but yeah, everything else is is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that is where we would have found out more about Kobe. And I feel like I did start liking Kobe more, you know, yeah. after his playing days. and. Yeah, we really we really just hit on something. You know, I have I have something against unoriginality. <laughs> we were robbed or of like, Kobe's like, opportunity to actually be better than Jordan. Yeah, purposeful. Purposeful unoriginality, you know? Right. Right. right it would right, be yeah. very funny for players, for more players to do that though, to just pick a player and like completely model themselves. Like just somebody. I, mean, I think they try. Like, who though? I feel like everybody was trying to be AI for a minute. Uh, it's just that that's real messy. That's a messy package to pick. You're yeah. to, to emulate. Yeah. And it's also um, a very, to, to have it be successful, you need the right coach and the right team around you. And that was like lightning in a bottle. And it really right. only worked for one year. And, and now everybody's trying to be Steph. Like, but are they? all of these, all of these kids want to be Steph Curry. Because it's let me work with my skills trainer on my footwork. Let me film my pregame. This is all that's cool. Let me pull up from three. Let me let the defense falls where it where it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're modeling themselves after his game. I don't know if anyone has done the full. Uh, you know, I am going to commit and like method act my entire career like Kobe did with Mike, but like, yeah, just from a game standpoint, yeah. But to mo like exactly to model it, not like I want to take pieces, sure. not like I want to take pieces from staff, but ooh, I also want to have like Kyrie's layup package and like, oh, I also want to like take defensive cues from this player and you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like other it's, than Paul it's, George, it's, you know, it's always been a little more piecemeal. It's always been like, oh, yeah. I want to play defense like this person. I want to shoot like this person. I want to have the handles like this person. I feel like it's always been, you know, stealing from many different places, sure. and that's sure. you know, it it results in a lot less identifiable unoriginality i guess is how you know like you're still not yeah, yeah or it or it allows you to create your own voice from a mix of five different voices you know right i think it's most often those that you just can't what's your basketball one what's your, this is a, this is a good discussion <laughs> keenan what's your basketball voice how did you try to how did you try to model your game as you were a young oh a young buck yeah i'll tell i'll tell you the players that influenced me one kevin garnett um, just in terms of, um, size, um, impact on both sides of the floor, 
um, and like caring on both sides of the floor um, and kind of being crazy, like a little crazy. Um, and then Reggie Miller. Those are probably the two biggest uh, Reggie influences. Miller, huh? Yeah, Reggie Miller, uh, which like is a, a shame because I was like not a, a good sharp, shooter. A sharp shooter. <laughs> like you do like I, I could see like moving without the ball. Moving without the ball, being a fucking pest. Yeah. Uh, which, which, you know, like should personality wise. Yeah. Personality wise, like being, being frustrating. Um, like I, if I were better at basketball, this is going to sound like a crazy story. If I were a more skilled player, I would have been a great player. So I, I, I did all of the psychological stuff. Yeah. I just wasn't good. <laughs> so, you're like, also I could like, get, I could get under your skin. You're also very athletic too. You had the track and field background I, with like I, running yeah. and, and, you know, I, and jumping. I was, I was athletic enough. I just wasn't skilled enough, but yeah, yeah like I, I, and I, I knew that early mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't really like, I don't, I don't care enough to be like, well, I'm just going to like really work get on your better. Skills. A skill wise, yeah. So very it's like, funny because I feel like I'm the exact opposite. As, as <laughs> especially growing up, I had the skills but not the athleticism, and I was just mm. like, "Well, I'm going to work on shooting and like handles and stuff." But I just never like, I never like trained. I never like ran mm. or shit. I was just like, "No, I'm just going to be good at the basketball part of it," and then <laughs> was just like a fat little tub. <laughs> Well, who were you, who were you modeling yourself after when I you're mean, when you're working on your skills packages? Honestly, my skills pa- I, I, my skills packages came a lot from like my dad actually and mm-hmm. like his game. Uh, my you know my dad played um, college ball and he played like local like not just rec leagues but like he he refers to it as like semi pro tournaments and stuff like that. Like he would play okay. in tournaments where like high level like d1 players would play in and like some pros would like sometimes play in these like summer tournaments and like travel so he played like pretty high level basketball like after college the central pa drew league (laughs) yeah but like would travel to like new york and like stuff you know like would travel like outside of central pennsylvania for for these like tournaments and stuff and that was like when i was like either before I was born or like very young, but he still had mm-hmm. like that kind of skill package that he taught me. So my dad's like, yeah. uh, my dad's like six, nine. He's like very tall, but was like a, a soft handed, like uh, sh- he could shoot. He liked shooting from out, but he had like a soft touch inside with like nice post moves. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of that like came from him, but then I also liked, um, I mean, Shaq, like when I started to like get bigger, I would like model mm-hmm. myself off some of like Shaq's post moves, like his like reverse uh, the Black Tornado. I really stole the Black Tornado. That was <laughs> that was one of my favorite. It's a good move. You, like, it's a good post move. Where you go, you whip like to the middle from the opposite, you know, like mm-hmm. um, and then do like a little like hook shot there. I had like I, I practiced the hell out of like a little baby hook. Uh, that was like the counter move from the black tornado that I would do. I would do that, like that big step spin in the middle. And then I would like fake that and then go baseline with like a little like baby hook. I remember one, mm. the summer before my junior year, I took like a thousand baby hooks. A day. I just like stood outside and I would just like <laughs> take baby hook after baby hook in, in, in the hoop and, and like 
it just i was like automatic from the block the next year like it was just mm -hmm. like i just stood outside for hours taking baby hook after baby it was like my go-to um but and then like I don't know. That's how I played like organized hoops. But then I just watched a lot of like and one mixtape shit <laughs> and like tried like emulating that stuff too. Mm -hmm. But like not in like real games, you know, like I played right. a lot of I played a lot of street ball with my friends and like just tried to do like tried to do like stupid, crazy stuff, you know, half man, half amazing hot sauce, really hot sauce. Hot sauce is my number one. No That's love for I, AO. I guess that would be a little late. AO from Philly, right? Aaron Owens. Yeah. No, nah, hot sauce. Hot sauce is really everybody. Everybody our age, they modeled their game after hot sauce. And if they say no, they're lying. Ray for <laughs> Alston, skip to my Lou. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have that, like, I feel like my game is very, like, kind of, like, European pass, passing center who's got a decent touch uh, yeah, and, yeah. and isn't all that athletic. You know, like, a lot of Sabonis, yeah. a lot of, like, Sabonis, Ilgauskas, Jokic, you know. That's where I, that's where I, would, I would I would agree. I, I would love agree. passing. Passing's my favorite thing to do on the floor. I love making great more than anything else. I love making a great pass. I mean, it is, it is like, it is very fulfilling. It is very fulfilling. Even. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like this is new. Like I, you like, just like, just dominating someone in the post used to be, I used to, used to be my thing. And like, now it's just, you know, because it's, it's more cerebral. Like you have to set it up. Yeah. You know, or it's like just a, a feel thing. Cause it, yeah. like it require it requires communication. It requires teamwork. You can, you can just body someone and like, that's, that's you, you know, like that's, that's just you dominating them. But like yeah. a good pass, it requires the person, <clears throat> excuse me, it requires the receiver to also like be on the same page with you too. You yeah. Know? There's a connection. It's pure basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really more than just you know. If I just wanted to dominate somebody, I'd just play them one on one. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, we're talking exactly. five man game. I think that's it. We had some other things we wanted to talk about, but we're running long. We Listen, went off sometimes topic. the conversation just takes you uh, different places. I'm completely happy with where this conversation went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the unplanned tangents uh, lead to leads to uh podcast gold is what is what i always say that is that's what i always say not just right now <laughs> always always um but once again thank you for listening uh tell your friends about the show follow us on substack we keep talking about writing more there we actually it pre-show pre-show made some plans on how we're going to do that uh and I, i'm going to tease this right now it might be the only place that you're going to be able to find the starting five soon. We might break that off into its own dun, separate dun, dun. thing. I don't know. So if you want to get the starting five, you got to go to uh, stretch for pod. Is that what it is? Stretch for pod dot substack dot com or whatever. That whatever yeah. the links in the links in the description of the episode. Uh, yeah, stretch for pod dot substack dot com. Uh, follow us there. We're going to do little mini articles there. 
uh, things that we, you know, planned on talking about on the episode and didn't get to and are timely. So we'll need to write about them instead of waiting until next week. Um, maybe the starting five will only be available and you know, it's going to be delivered directly to your inbox. What's yeah. better than that? What's better than that? Talk and it's free about a pocket pass. I want to say this. When you hear Substack, you're like, do I have to pay for this? And the answer is no. The answer is it's free. We're keeping this free. There it is. So what what's stopping you from signing up? That's <laughs> my, that's our question. What's why wouldn't you sign up for free stuff? Yeah. There's no such thing as a free lunch, but there is such thing as free stretch for podcast and Substacks <laughs> and and uh genius, I'll say it, genius high level thinking content wow. from Keenan and sometimes me. Wow. I'm only your words. You know, your words. Here's the thing, Keenan. My my deepest revelations on this podcast are only unlocked by are only unlocked by you. Something about the the way you're able <laughs> you're able to get get those get you know, I would have never realized why, what my problem with Kobe is without the quest the you those line of questions that could only come from a 20 year friendship. This is what we're talking about. It's that two man game. You gotta, yeah. uh -huh. you gotta be on the same page. And I bet that felt better than uh, having a revelation about uh, of your own. The fact that you helped someone else, hundred percent. You had the assist on the on the on the personal revelation of what bothers me about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this week's Stretch for Podcast. Uh, you know, follow us on on Substack. And uh, follow your, yourself and your own heart. And don't try to be Michael Jordan because only one person almost did it. And it was a Harold Miner. <laughs>